right, all right, all right. Well, welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to BHFDHGFG for calling us the friends you wish you had. These two delicately compliment each other as struggling moms that anyone can relate to. Their humbleness will impress the pants off of you. They have such great communication skills, which makes this once a week podcast addictive. I find myself thinking about the podcast multiple times a week, praying that they changed it to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. Could you imagine the disaster that that would be a three time a week podcast? We I can't, love it. We can't get our shit together for once a week. Thank you, Meredith and Tiffany. I'm your host, Meredith Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we have a very special guest. It is That Chick Angel. And you guys get ready because... First of all, we're, oh, thanks, Jennifer, for letting us know we're only 20 minutes late today. Um, she's hilarious. I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Angel in Chicago, a very, yeah. very cold Chicago, a couple years ago. Um, but just, just really, 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 really funny and has a, a t- like a, a ton of kids, just a ton, yeah. a ton of them. So we're going to go ahead and get on into the show. Okay, I'll go to the next part. Today we have Valerie from Oklahoma opening. Nope, no, nope, it's wrong. Aubrey from Pennsylvania. It's Aubrey from Pennsylvania. Um, our our uh, podcast producer is uh, fired, ready to be fired. Um, but it is Aubrey from Pennsylvania opening up the show for us. Be sure to call three one five eight three four two six nine six and leave us a message so you can open up the show. Hi, my name is Aubrey, and I'm from Pennsylvania. I have six kids, ages 1, 3, 9, 9, 12, and 14. Let's open the show with a mom-fail moment. A lot of us are struggling as parents. I really have no idea what the problem is, because I think parenting is quite easy and stress-free and relaxing. Scott, uh, be quiet. <laughs> Would you just get away from me for five seconds? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um i'm a total lie bagger <laughs> parenting is hard <laughs> have a good one mm. that made me giggle get away from oh. me for a minute <laughs> it's my line where are we okay wait thank you <laughs> wow do, can we move on to introducing Angel? Yeah, let's do that. So Angel <laughs> uh, is an actress, host, stand-up comedian, writer, mom, wife, and avid learner. She started her acting career on stage doing musicals at regional theater throughout the U.S. as well as in New York, the New York Fringe Festival. Did I say that right? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. After finishing her Bachelor's of Theater... From University of Kentucky, she went on to receive her Master's of Fine Arts from the University of California, Irvine. Whoa, we got a, we got a, look at this, do you, shit, I didn't know that you were fancy. I mean, I try to do a little, a little bit, you know. Fancy, jeez, we don't, uh, wow, I am, I am thrown back. And let's see, some of the shows that you've had guest roles on, (gasps) you we're on a typical what season? Two and three. So we <laughs> didn't see break. it yet. Because you I are- I love what? atypical. I only saw season one. Oh, okay. Um, so you need to you need to come on come on in. Oh Keep going. Oh. I, I got a good good role on that one. You yeah. you will thoroughly enjoy oh it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. See, we we after season one finished, we move, uh, we moved on to another show. Right. And then I, you know, you just, how you go down those show holes and I saw a preview. (laughs) That's what they're called. Show holes. Okay. (laughs) I didn't say glory hole. Jeez. So I, so I was like, I saw the preview for this new season and I was like, Oh, Dave, we got to get back on atypical because we loved it. We absolutely oh, loved it. Yay. So I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited now. Okay. So you've also been on, 
You were on ER for three years. You see my little crash chair? You see that? No. Oh my gosh. I loved that. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Blackish. What? (laughs) There it is. I'm dying. I am so excited right now. Oh my gosh. You, you, oh my. So you're famous basically. And you have a degree. I am so wait a minute. You were on Good Luck Charlie? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm dead. I'm <laughs> dead. I'm dying. Sophia loves that loved because it's done, but loved yeah, that show. Fun. Yeah, it's it's done, but, but she loved that show. And Shameless? Mm-hmm. What season of Shameless? I don't have a recently, recent season, like don't what season are they on? Are they on 10 now? Yeah. yeah. I was on nine. Okay, because I stopped at eight. So I just missed you on each of these because I have to go back. Too many show holes. Okay. It's, it's, I'm, I'm all over the place. You are killing me. I am So, guys, we are literally in the presence of comic genius. I just need you to all know I thoroughly fangirled because let me tell you, wowsy, wowsy, wowsy. I'm just, I'm in awe. My God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd like to apologize on behalf of our grandmother, Meredith, <laughs> who uses words like wowsy to describe people. That's very cool. So is that, would you consider that like your main deal acting or does your passion lie elsewhere? Um, You know, pre-pandemic, Yes, acting. Um, but online online content creating is probably now more of my bread and butter. Uh, listen, I'm wherever the money is, okay? okay? I am not loyal. Okay, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> That's honest. I'm yeah. really enjoying the fact, yeah, that you just straight up said that. And I appreciate that honesty right there. What um, kind of um, content do you do? Do you do like skits? Do you write your own? Or... You know what, listen. So... A lot of times, I just don't be having time. And I do do skits sometimes, you know, uh, because people be liking skits. Yeah. But half the time, I don't, I have four kids. That's one thing that's not inside of the, my bio, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the time to write them. So a lot of times, it's truly in the moment, like whatever the heck is happening like yeah. i'm pretty sure i'm going to do a post today about the fact that i think i have fleas i'm oh. sure i have fleas because i am scratching all over do you have pets yeah i have a puppy Ooh. and i the puppy gave me fleas okay okay yeah. well there's potential there because oh. had you said no pet then i'd be like well <laughs> you've got other problems you have scabies not yeah. fleas yeah, no, I am sure the pet gave me. At first, I tried to ignore it. I was like, no, it's just the clothing. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But I'm pretty sure the fleas are tearing my ass up. Okay. That's what I'm realizing. That's a problem. <laughs> so then um, that's what my content ends up becoming. It becomes like right. my life is a, is enough of a circus that I don't actually have to write it. How I, many yeah. kids do you, I mean, I know you have four, but what are the ages again? I have an 11-year-old. I have five-year-old twins. And then I have a one-year-old. Okay. All right. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask a question because um, I don't know if... So does your 11-year-old have a phone? No. <sighs> Shit, this won't work then. Okay. He has I, an iPad now. An iPad. Because of kind of operates but it only works if you it doesn't have its own plan it only works if he is at a place with internet right with the wifi right um but so the issue that i've recently started to have and you have all boys Uh uh-huh okay so the issue that i'm starting to have and tiffany won't be able to relate to this just yet um so so because my middle is a girl and she's mm. going to be 12 soon. And she started middle school. And so when she started middle school, she got a cell phone because she's going to school. So it's, um, you know, for her to call when she gets on the bus, let me know mm-hmm. she's gotten off the bus. She's walking home, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. But I did not know um, how awful middle school girls are to each other via the text. 
And I just came across this because Sophia showed me a text message because she had a falling out with a friend and um, this girl lit her up uh, via text and was like, not only not only are you annoying, but I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing. Was my daughter annoying? Most likely. Mm. Most likely she was. But I said to her, because then, then my annoying child went back at this girl and and started to tear up the other side, right? So it was this little cat fight inside of this text message where uh-huh. my my soon-to-be 12-year-old said, you're really pissing me off. And I was like, oh, my God, this is really my kid. This is wow. my kid. And it got, it got nasty. And then they both blocked each other, right? Wow. And so I'm reading through this, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh. So I start to have this conversation, and I realize as mothers, now, this, this thing, this, I'm not saying this doesn't happen with boys, because I'm sure it does. I think boys, I think boys are different, but I do believe as a mom of, of girls, of a girl, or if you're a mom of girls, you, we have to teach these girls about kindness. We have to teach them about hand-to-hand um, combat well <laughs> seriously <laughs> but we have to teach them that if somebody says something nasty to you and this goes for both boys and girls you don't have to react with something nasty you can you can react with kindness and grace and you can say I understand I'm not your cup of tea and that's not a problem like we don't I understand if you want to be friends again just let me know I also have yeah I have to teach them that it's okay for people to not like you but it is a very difficult lesson to teach an 11 or 12 year old that people aren't going to like you because you think everybody's supposed to like you. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know. I don't know what to do. And How old your oldest, be- Angel? My oldest is 11. Now, so probably- I, I have all, he's in middle school as well. I'm uh-huh. sorry, what were you about to ask me, Tiffany? Nothing. No, I was going to say I didn't know if you were quite there yet with the teen drama. Well, you know, uh, cause out here they're, they're, um, they're not in, they're not in school physically. They're right. still virtually. Um, mm. however, <laughs> as the city girls say, act up, you can get snatched up. Mm. I agree that yes, everybody doesn't have to like you, but I'm also, uh, I am proud of your daughter. Um, because you know why this is the thing, because a lot of times these girls, they be trying to wreck people's lives. Okay. They really do boys too. They talk crazy. I know for me and my son, he can be kind of like timid. So I at least want to know he has that level of petty in him. Mm -hmm. Not that he has to use it all the time, right? but that if, if the situation calls for it and that's the only way he can leave without feeling like a puddle of mess is to engage in the foolishness. I'm like engage is yes. As somebody said, at least Sophia stood up for herself. So that's, that's the big thing for me is the two things for me that I try to teach my 11 year old is one, don't be the bully. Like whatever you do, don't be the jerk that's starting this thing off. Because then there's, for me, there's, I, there's no way that I'm going to be able to like side with you if you're talking cash crazy to somebody. Yeah. And then the other one is you should feel free to defend yourself if need be. But at the same time, like you said, that person doesn't have to like you. Like obviously they're having a bad day mm-hmm. and it probably ain't got nothing to do with you. So we just going to pray for them off to the side. But if somebody, if I would have seen someone call my son uh would they say annoying and I wouldn't want to be friends with you and put it in a place where it feels like permanent like yeah. tech that I'm going to be giving my son all the clapbacks to say so you're great yeah. I'd be like okay <laughs> tell her that's why her hairstyles are terrible and your mom's <laughs> a hoe oh lord that, right. listen what does it change at some point? Because I feel like I'm going to have to drop kick a kid at some point. Like if somebody's mean to my babies, I can't imagine not hunting the kid down in my SUV and hopping out like a wild animal. Does it change as you get older? Like, and the kids become more independent because I feel hyper protective at this stage with the kids being four and five, six, four, six. I I think that that's the thing that keeps me from, 
drop kicking is knowing my son can handle himself. But if my right. son were to come to me like this, they just said this and I didn't say anything. Okay, well then, yeah, I might have to go and slam somebody's child mm. into the sidewalk. <laughs> but you know, if he handled it, or if your daughter handled, then yeah, I would be like, okay. I would still say the same lesson that you said, Meredith, of listen, you ain't always got to. If you don't feel like it, don't feel like you always have to, but know that you have the right to defend yourself or to tell the person to, to kick rocks, as we say in our family. Right, right. Yeah, I'd be ready to fight if my child... I remember when uh, there was a boy who's actually his kind of his friend now that used to bully him on the bus when he was like in first or second grade. And he would come home and he'd be like, such and such said this, such and such said that. And I was like, either you handle it or I'm going to be on that bus mm. tomorrow morning. He handled it. I was so, he was like, if you do not leave me alone, <laughs> Good. I am going to tell a bus driver and you're not going to be able to ride the bus. And that was the end of it. And I was like, that's, I just needed to see that out of him or I will act irrational. Yeah. That, what did you say, Meredith, to her when she showed you? I just explained that. It's, you know, it's the same. It's the thing that I tell my kids over and over again. You have control over your actions. You do not have control over their actions. So if they choose to act a fool, so to speak, you do not have to engage in that. Now, yeah. I said it is. It is. My, it is my job to teach you to extend grace and kindness. Um, not that everybody, not that everybody deserves that, but that's what we are mm -hmm. supposed to do. And same thing that angel said, like, I'm gonna pray for you, but I do want to throat punch you. Right. But I will <laughs> instead pray for you. But I, I just explained to her, I was like, look at how many people don't like mom on the internet. Like <laughs> every day, somebody's got <laughs> something to say to, to mom on the internet. I said, but you have to understand, you know, I'm not, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but you don't have to, you don't have to engage. Now, obviously her feelings were so hurt that she did. It was, a, it was, a, she engaged because this was emotional. And I like what you said, Angel, where when it was a text on a screen, it was permanent. It couldn't, couldn't, you can't, wasn't like somebody was talking and then they stopped and then you yeah. could, could, you know, it was permanent. And I like that you said that because that makes a lot of sense to me in, in, where she was when she responded with, you're really pissing me off. Now, clearly this is my child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> clearly this is my child. And nobody should really want to mess with Sophia um, because, you know, I'm a hothead. But um, I was really trying to be intentional with my words to her and let her yeah. know that this is clearly just the beginning, right? Yeah. Like this is sixth grade. Um, you know, so I went on, I was on one of my fitness walks the other day after we had this conversation and I just took the phone out and I had this rant about frenemies and mean girls and tweens and texting and the, how damn hard our job is. Cause we got to teach these kids all sorts of friggin' lessons. Even if we don't necessarily believe in them, we yeah. have to teach these <laughs> yeah. lessons. So it was, um, it's just tough. I, I I'm not going to say that it's like you have a one-year-old. So you're still, you're still trying to remember what sleep is like, cause you're probably still getting up in the middle of the night or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you it know. does change. It gets different, but the things that you stress about still exhaust you like through yeah. the parenting journey, but not, you know, I don't know. It's a mess. I, you know, for me, um, I wasn't good at find like the whole grace extending grace that's not something that I even was able to figure out how to do appropriately until I turned 40 like yeah. um so I think it's great that you're trying to teach her that lesson early because that was not something I'm while I'm not I'm not the bully I'm not the mean girl I do know how to rise to the occasion if mm -hmm. someone invites me to that occasion Correct. um and I'm good for blowing things up. I'm good for the, oh, okay, you don't want me to have fun? Then nobody has fun and throw the grenade and blow everything up. So it's just now as a 40-year-old woman that I've been able to be like, you know what? It's all good. I don't have to teach you the lesson that way. I'll let life teach you that lesson. And I, I don't have to be the one. So while, I, yes, it'd be great if my son learned that lesson before 40 but I'm also like, if you don't learn it until then, 
it's okay. It took mom a long time. That's it that's me a long time to get there. That's exactly where I am. You know, mm-hmm. at 40, I'm saying, you know, I didn't have that. I was not only was I a hothead, my mouth was not controllable whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people really need to understand that this is me at a metered pace. Like, I mm-hmm. am controlled at this point in my life at 40. <laughs> and people would people would really disagree. But I have news for you. This is that is not a lie. That is that is not a lie. No. So this is Meredith at maybe a a six. Oh, she used to she used to roll it a twelve out of ten. Yeah. Are you talking about like when you were a kid or what? Because I feel like you're trying intensity right now. Intensity. How intense she is about everything. No, I was an I'm I was an intense, loud, hot head of a person, and I feel like I. As a kid, as a teen, as an adult, as a young adult, as a middle adult, <laughs> and now I'm really? just, and now I feel like the last, what, the last five years, six, six years, seven years, maybe I've mellowed. This is mellow. Angel, I have a question. Yeah. Growing up, were you at all the one who was like being picked on? You know what? There were a couple of times in late high school, not late high school, excuse me, late elementary going into middle school and actually maybe a little bit of college, not college, high school. People would pick on me, but by high school, I knew it wasn't me that they were actually having a problem with. It was there. I'd already figured it out that by high school, it was there. It was actually their problem because the stuff they were picking with me on, it was just like, but your life is way worse off than mine. So I really don't even know how this is a discussion. But like, because I was the youngest of four girls, I had a lot of hand-me-downs. So my clothing was uh, not that great. Um, okay. I knew that. Like, it was, that was an easy target. Um, but, and, but I also handled myself in a way that people thought that I thought I was better than them. Mm. And it wasn't the case. I just wasn't a hood rat. Like that, it just it just wasn't something that I did. I was very much so a church girl. So I did things the way I thought they had to be done. I was a rule follower. So people who didn't follow the rules thought that me following the rules was me saying I'm better than you. It was just how I was. Right. It was like if there was a rule, then Angel had to follow that rule. Um, so people would pick on me because <clears throat> they thought, Oh, Angel ain't going to do nothing anyways, you know, because that would be against the rules. So I can easily talk about her. But by high school, I realized like people would pick on my hair. I had long hair in high school. And these would be people who could barely get their hair in a ponytail. I (laughs) I would call it an Oni tail because they didn't even have the pee. They would barely, barely get up there. Oh my. So when people would pick on me about stuff that I'd be like, oh, you're insecure about this. It's all right. I was wondering because of your sense of humor, your sense of humor reminds me kind of, of my own. And I had to develop a sense of humor at a really young age because I was constantly getting picked on. So it was like a defense mechanism for me. Mm-hmm. I felt like if I made fun of myself first, wow. nobody else could get one over on me. Cause it's like, no, I know that I'm fat. I know I'm a dork, you know, like, and it made me feel like I had the advantage. So I was curious if that was when you developed your sense of humor. When did you realize you were like a funny I, person? I became funny. I've been, I feel like I knew I was funny since I was young, but it was more so to entertain my family. It wasn't to enter, really entertain my friends. Like I, being in a household full of women, obviously there's a lot of emotions in my, my sisters and my mom, they don't need a reason to cry. They are looking for the opportunity. They are mm-hmm. like, or they'll create it. And um, but we had reasons to be sad. We had like a lot of crap happen in our our lives. So I don't know what made me take on the responsibility of changing the mood. So like, I'm the type that could do a whole set at a funeral. I yes. could do a, a ten minute set, no problem, and it still be done in good taste. But yeah. you're going to be laughing. You're not going to be thinking about the fact that somebody you love is sitting over in a casket mm. right now. So uh, I, that's really more so on that end is why I feel like my sense of humor just kind of uh, developed out of me. 
because those situations where things were so heavy and so serious, you just kind of assume the role of breaking up the sadness and the anger and the chaos. Yes. I totally get that. Yeah. I still do it to this day. It doesn't. Me too. <laughs> something could be happening and they'll be like, they'll look at me and they'll be like, Angel. <laughs> and I'm like, get ready. You know, it's coming. For it's me, coming. it's like to the point now where I don't know how to handle serious situations. So humor is like all I know. Mm-hmm. And so like when my dad was passing away he was literally in the bed like everybody was saying goodbye and I'm like you know just making it awkward because I don't know how to deal with real emotions Mm -hmm. and I just make it so weird my dad was whatever who cares but anyway I I always think it's so interesting people who are the funniest and who feel the need to make others laugh and feel happy generally have been through something themselves and want to make everybody else around them feel mm-hmm. better in those moments. Mm-hmm. So curious. How long have you been acting? Let's see here. Now, if you want to count church plays, I've been doing this for I'll a count. long time. Um, <laughs> I, I knew I wanted to act ever since I was five. I wasn't, the, I wasn't given the opportunity to like audition and act for something. It wasn't until I was like in middle school. Um, but I've stayed on that track of, I want to be an actress probably ever since then, even though when I was going, I went to the University of Kentucky and when I was putting together my application, I was like, uh, I put in there, (laughs) I wanted to major in pediatric nursing and (laughs) my sister, because I loved at the time, I loved babies. Oh, I, I just there was nothing more precious than a baby. And I was like, I would literally just take, I wouldn't mind taking care of little newborns in a hospital all day, every day. Um, And my sister saw my application. It was like, if you don't take that off of there in (laughs) theater, I am going to hurt you. And I was like, Oh, I guess I, I guess I could actually put on here what I actually want to like do as a career. Like that, that makes sense. So um, that was the only time that I think I like swayed from that was for some reason I was like, well, if I'm going to go to college, I should go to college and do something that I have to go to college to do. Well, you don't right. really have to go to college to to do acting. I'm glad I did, but you don't have to. Wow. Yeah, but I think that that's interesting that you, I don't know. I wonder if if you thought maybe you had to put something that you thought would be like a real paying career. Cause I think people give you a lot of shit when they're like, Oh, you're going to be an actor. You're not going to make any money or whatever. And like, I wonder Mm -hmm. if subconsciously you were like, well, I'm worried that if I put that and then either it doesn't materialize or it doesn't whatever. Mm -hmm. Cause I know that I've definitely done that where I've said I wanted something, but I really wanted something else, but I wouldn't dare speak it out because Mm -hmm. if it doesn't happen and that whole like fear of failure and that imposter syndrome thing kind of kicks in, like Mm -hmm. I probably can't really do that, but you, you know, I'm glad your sister was there to knock some sense into you because clearly. (laughs) Yes. I really, I don't, I don't know. I know I do that now. The imposter, I, I know I do the whole, let me say the attainable thing. I actually on me and my husband's podcast, we have a podcast together called, is this going to cause an argument? Oh, I can't wait to start listening to that. <laughs> oh, thank y'all. Um, we were talking about, I used to always consider myself this woman of faith. Like, oh my God, like Angel moved out to Hollywood and became an actress. And, and it was also, I was feeding into what people were saying. They were like, oh my God, that takes so much faith to just move out there and pursue your dreams. And to be honest, didn't take that much faith. I had enough degrees to let me know that I was very talented and capable of making it out here. This wasn't like a, I just packed my bags at 18 and moved out here. I was solid in the fact that I can make this happen. Um, And I think I have been going throughout life pretending like I was making like these big leaps of faith. But honestly, I was using my whatever my training was in whatever situation, whether it be acting or something else, to be the like the board that I was walking on. I wasn't actually walking on water. I was on a floaty. Um, and I just realized that this year. So I've been trying to make a conscious effort of actually taking leaps of faith, jumping out and doing something that I might not actually be qualified for, but it's something that I honestly want to do 
and seeing if I can actually make it or it that old manifest. But I used to do the same. I, I know I used to do the exact same thing of just like, I don't want to say this because I don't really know if it's going to happen because I don't really feel like I'm qualified. Now I'm like, if I'm qualified, great. If I'm not, I still want it. Yeah. And you'll find a way yeah, to make it happen. And that's what I keep, um, you know, that's one of the things that I talk a lot about on, on my page and on, you know, my channels is it, <laughs> opportunity might knock at the door and you may miss it, but then go find a window, go mm-hmm. find the frigging crawl space. Like just figure it out. Like if it's something you want, find a way to make it happen. You don't yeah. have to, you, you know, I think, I think especially in today, <clears throat> excuse me, in today's day and age, um, I'm not a massive proponent of college. I believe mm-hmm. in tech schools and trade schools and people finding a way to make things happen. If it's, if you have to go to college, to do that. Okay. You know, but like, I'm like, I told my, my husband and I as former educators had a conversation and it was like, now nah, we're not putting together a college fund for our children. Our children yeah. will figure out what it is that they want to do or need to do. And then they're going to figure out a way to pay for it. Will we be there to help? Absolutely. But I am not putting money in some state college fund for my kid to maybe go to college. Yeah. I'm not yeah. doing that because you don't have to go to college. I think people were so hell bent for so many years um, on forcing kids into this box. And it's like, you don't know what they're going to want to be when they grow up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My mother said, you can go to any college you want to go to. Just know I'm not paying for it. As <sighs> soon as she told me that, I realized what my grades had to be in high school in order to make that happen. And it's it's so true. Like, so the, even the thought of putting money aside for my son to go to college makes my stomach turn because yeah. I'm just like, no, I had to... I, I, my mother made it so that me and my sister, the the two of us that went to college out of high school, we had to figure it out. And we did. We made sure we had our scholarships. We made sure we had everything paid for because we knew already, let me figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, my, my parents said the same thing. They said, you can be smart or athletic. And I was not smart enough. So athletic it was, it was. And I found, I found a way to get some money for that. But, um, it was, you know, I still had, I still had student loans that we just paid off this past year. Uh, my husband and I just paid off our college. Well, and his master's, which he did go back to school. He kept going to school for some reason. I was like, just stop. And he's like, nah. (laughs) You could have told me that because I definitely kept going and I didn't have to. And I have debt from the, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. 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 Sorry, not to change the subject about college because I dropped out of high school and I'm super bitter and jealous that I didn't make it there. But I noticed you and your husband doing some old school freakum dances. Oh, yes. yes. Um, I have questions. Please get in there, Tiffany. Get in there. Okay. So Wait, first can, of all, can somebody preface what a freakum is? That, that's first question. Let's okay. answer that. Um, freakum is when it's not, you can tell, it's not just about the dancing. It's you want to stimulate all the nasty things you can, but you're just dancing, but it's simulating. Right. It's freaky. You know what I'm saying? This is not, come on, baby, let's do the twist. Okay. This is, (laughs) let's do the twist. (laughs) Not that. Okay. Um, So were there specific dances like that I didn't know about? Like, it's so funny today. We're so outraged. By the stuff that all these teen girls are doing. But back in the day, we were like, Dinky Ride. D-. Well, that was, I don't know if we're the same age or not, but that was a really popular song in the skating rink. Yeah. I used to get down I to. I don't, like, for us, it was, as I said, we would, uh, as the girls, we would focus on trying to create whatever friction we yeah. could between our butt yeah in the dude's crotch we're trying to get it warm back there so whatever we got to (laughs) do to make that happen is it moving in a circle is it is it like side to side is it up and down (laughs) i'm watching this and fast forward and it's making my life is your is your husband like a good sport? Did he know what he was getting into when he married you? Did he know he was going to be on the Oh, did he know? Mm. 
uh yes and no like he he's a character i mean i would only marry a character i could not do somebody boring uh it just uh it wouldn't work for me um but i don't think he i think he thought that i would get calmer in my (laughs) like personality as i got older because we've we've been together since we i was 24 and he was 22 Mm-hmm. But I've only gotten room comfortable in who I am. So I'm like, mm, I don't have time to do all the proper things. I'm going to do what I want. That's where yeah. I'm at. So I think, I don't, I think he thought, oh, you'll get more refined as you get older. And I'm oh. like, no, <laughs> that's not happening. I don't have time for that crap. No, I'm right there with you. I'm literally just more comfortable. I think that Matt 40 was magical. Mm-hmm. for me because it was a, something about just this that that release of I don't, I don't give an f like yeah. like it's okay oh, oh my gosh yeah. I can't wait it, it, yeah. it, now not great for my metabolism or the perimenopause but <laughs> yeah magical in the sense that you're really like it none of this matters right peasants right. It's right. fine. It you peasants. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. My, uh, I was like working for a carpentry company when my husband met me. Um, and he, he didn't know that mm-hmm. one day I would be like forcing him to put makeup on me for millions of people. That was not part of our plan, but mm-hmm. he's adapted very well to it. And he's also like started going to the gym twice a day. So now he's, super hot oh yeah which fine good for you but like things have changed when we first got together we weren't doing that and so now I feel like I'm afraid to put him in videos because people on the internet are so thirsty Mm -hmm. and they don't sugarcoat it they're like I will ride your husband tonight like send him my way (laughs) I have to be like okay I'm coming to your house like fine it, ride him but like come help with the dishes first or something you know what I mean like make it uh, worth my time to- yeah, yeah what what do I get what do I get out of this like listen I understand yeah. that this might need to happen but I need to be a, a reciprocated in some sort of way that's beneficial yeah yes I'm open yeah just g- give me something I don't know how we got here the freakum dances I think is what it was so um what is if you could give any new mom mm. who's like pregnant about to pop out a baby, any advice, what would you tell her? Um, Sorry. I'm I would say, no, 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 no. So many pieces of advice flood to my head. Do you? That's what I would say. Like, I, I love it that there's so many books and so much information out there, but sometimes it can be an overload and you're just like, can I do, what do I do this? Do I need to do that? Do that. And it's just like, I have a uh, kind of a thing when I used to do these speaking tours, this like thing I would say to the women is that if your child is alive-ish at the end of the day mm-hmm. and that there's no reason to call CPS on you, You've done a great job. Yeah. Mom. Like, I think we we get caught up in all these things that we think we have to do because, you know, books, experts, bloggers, there's all these yeah. things that are telling you, you need to do this thing, you need to do that thing. And it can be overwhelming. Like, yes. l- like it's it, it's just like, is he supposed to sleep on his side, his back, on top of his head? Like, there's all yeah. these things. And it's for, it's ever, the, the, the target is always moving. Okay, let's we start there because what they were saying when my son was my eleven year old was first born, based and then now there's so many things that have changed because science or doctors yeah. have changed their mind. So at the end of the day, day just do you like you'll figure it out. Like the humankind has thrived based off of people figuring it out. It wasn't all in a book, right? That's yeah. perfect. I agree That's with that. I always perfect. tell people you're your you are the parenting expert for your kids. Mm-hmm. Not for my kids, not for Tiffany's kids, not for Angel's kids. You are the parenting expert for the children that you have because you know them better than anybody else. Yeah. So it's great to take to, to for people to to give advice because there could be things that you want to take and try and use in there. 
-hmm. but that does not mean that it's going to necessarily work and it's not what's best necessarily for your kids or for you. So I love that, but that's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard because I think when you attach that word expert and people are like, Oh, they know so much. So one time this guy who was a parenting expert wrote me and said that I was just a disaster of a person and a parent and I'm screwing up my kids. And I was like, okay, well, how would you have handled this situation with your children? And he's like, well, I don't have kids. And I was like, then bitch, you ain't a parenting expert. Okay. <laughs> don't care yeah. what numbers are attached or what letters are attached to your name. And I don't care what books you've written. Yeah. How are you going to tell me you're an expert at parenting when you don't have your own test subjects? Right. 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 And there's a lot of experts out there that don't have any. And then still, it's hard for it's hard for me to believe you're an expert if you only even if you do have kids, if you got three kids that, okay, you got those three kids down. But you don't know what my I call my one year old the slumlord. He walks around here like he owns the house. okay, and he's a terrible landlord. okay, but like people, (laughs) people don't know how to deal with him. Like you can yeah. say you do, but you don't. And if you yeah. birth that specific child, you don't know what type of the stuff that he pulls. I'm like, you don't know how to handle this child. So, you know, I think it, it's not that advice. Like you said, it's not that advice is a terrible thing to take, but you, at the end of the day, you have to decide what's Right. And sometimes that that is a little bit of trial and error and that's okay. Oh yeah. gosh, I feel like it's always trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots of errors. I, <laughs> I made a video like a long time ago like about I was like, "Listen, the internet's kind of like a new thing." And I'm pretty sure that back in the day people were popping babies out in the woods and like those kids are thriving and like jumping out of trees and killing animals with arrows and like they're fine. <laughs> That's what they did for survival back in the day, Meredith. Wait, wait, when? Had- what are we talking about? Naked Could bow and arrowing. What are we talking about? What 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 year? Are, weren't you a history teacher? I, and that's why I'm trying to narrow down the time frame here for what you're discussing. The Paleolithic period. Oh, the Paleolithic. Oh, of course. Okay, okay. So we're talking early Homo sapien. Got it. Okay. Yes. No problem. But I'm saying, I in the beginning, I was very overwhelmed with all the mom groups. And people speak as if they know for a fact. Mm-hmm. Like, do not put your baby in the crib with those bumpers, mama, da-da-da-da-da. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. I wasn't enjoying the moments with my kids. I was too busy obsessing about whether or not I was doing it right and, like, Googling. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, find one person, one family member that you look up to and you trust and ask them from time to time. But for the most part, every kid is different. Like the way that I parent my son is not the same way that I parent my daughter. It because it you I can't. Mm-hmm. My, well, they're different my, kids. Yes. Chloe is completely different than Caden and what works for her does not work for him. So if I am not even sure how to do it how how does becky in oklahoma in some mom group gonna tell me how i'm supposed to do it do you know what i'm saying you know i'd be forgetting to ask advice sometimes and just be out here just still winging it and i'm like oh wait a minute somebody might have figured this one thing out (laughs) like for real it didn't tell i got into the fourth child that i realized oh snap there might be an answer already out there that's how i'm not here for the um the parenting groups a lot of the times I'm not here for any the the chats where you're going to tell me how to do me, but there is some value in being able, like you said, to ask somebody that you trust, but I completely, I forgot. I was like, Oh, I could have possibly figured this whole, you know, diaper rash thing out. Long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. It's a blessing and a curse to have the internet. I'm kind of glad I didn't have like, cause my oldest is going to be 15. So I wasn't Googling things with him as a newborn, but like my, but like Sophia, who's going to be 12, I definitely was looking things up. And then the last kid, I think it was just a constant, you know, cause it was just, we had the access at that point. You know, mm-hmm. I know, I know Tiffany, I'm a million years old and I have very no. old children. I was getting Our ready for guest it. is the same age. I would never. Oh, n- not on today's podcast. You're not going to call me old. No, it's not about the number Meredith. 
It's okay. about the the soul in the body. And when you <laughs> use words like you use, you are from a different time period. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Wowsy, wowsy, wowsy. Oh, yeah. I yeah. have some old lady tendencies. But the fact that the only reason why y'all's names is not getting mismatched, even though I know Meredith and you two don't look anything alike, is because the names are up on the screen. But when it comes <laughs> to names, honey, listen, you're going to be yeah. a honey, a sweetie, a love. You're going to be a bunch of things but your name. Yeah. Yeah. Names are hard. Words are hard. Life is hard. Yeah. That's all. That's all. But when you're honest about the struggles and you reach out for help when you need it, it's totally doable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And I felt bad last night. So I was on a live and I see Tiffany that my, the people in my live are like, Hey, Tiffany's also live at the same time. And now I don't know what to do. And it's like, this isn't a dilemma. If you want to go watch Tiffany, you go watch Tiffany, right? So while I'm in the live, I'm like, nah, let's just go bother her now. I get on my phone and I go onto her live and I'm like, hey, it was my turn on the internet tonight. (laughs) WTF. So then I'm starting to listen to what she's talking about. And I feel like a complete asshole because she's like, it's okay. Living a life in recovery can work for you. Look at how great I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just interrupted her her, her AA meeting. (laughs) And I'm over here like, it's my turn on the Internet, Tiffany. And then I'm like, skirt. Okay. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. Huh? I know. I was talking about this woman who got arrested. And when the officer um, asked her what her name was, she replied, my butt just farted. And that's all she would tell the officer the whole time. And they were like, ma'am, your name is not my butt just farted. And she's like, my name is my butt just farted. And it wasn't because her name was actually tattooed on her back. So she She knew that moment was going to happen one day and that's what that tattoo was for yep so anyway but i felt really bad afterwards i was like oh crap i was interrupting tiffany's meaningful recovery aa moment was with a with a follower online to be like it's my turn on the internet tiffany it's not your night you know so it was was fun no worries i shouldn't have gone live at your time no there's i don't own wednesday night at nine o'clock i was just being a butthole and thought it was funny that i'd interrupt you but i thought you were going to be on there like shaving your eyebrows again or like tweezing your nose hairs and no you were having this soulful meaningful moment and i'm like it's my turn you know like throwing a a dick i was a real bag of dicks i was a whole bag. I felt terrible. I felt terrible. Everybody keeps saying how much they like you, Angel. And I agree. Oh. I think you're hilarious. And I would love to send people to wherever you are. Where uh, can everybody okay. follow you at? I am that chick angel on basically every platform. I host way too many podcasts, but um, <laughs> you can catch me on Is This Going to Cause an Argument? Um, we're podcaster fan with my husband. I'm also um, on Here's the Thing, which is another podcast uh, with my friend Kev on stage. And then <gasps> I have. Uh, oh. He's so good. I oh. love him. He's super oh, funny. Yes. He's super funny. He is. He's a, he's a funny one. He's a funny one. I enjoy working with him. And then I have two um, podcasts. Well, no, uh, wait a minute. I'm not done. I got three more. I have, I do a podcast where we review the bachelorette, but we're literally just roasting every episode. We're just roasting. Oh my God. Called Rose Pricks. And then oh gosh, that's uh, <laughs> the, the two podcasts that I have that are now, um, uh, they're not canceled. They're like off season. It's mommy confessions. And um, what is the other one? Oh my gosh. These are my, my Patreon members. They just showed up. I was just like, Hey, I'm on a podcast. It's getting ready to end, but I would love for you guys to come on over and watch. the ending. Uh, Is that what the hashtag is? Yes. Angels. Yes. This is my Patreon members. And Aww. I can't, they should know what the name of the other podcast is, but I cannot hold on to your edges. That's where we interview celebrities. Uh, me and my girlfriend, Brisha. Yes. So, yes. You actually, you interview actual celebrities, like friends, people you've met along the way. Yeah. Like we had Tiffany Haddish on there. <laughs> we had, um, Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child. She was on there. So, yeah, we interview like real life celebrities wow. and we just jump in there. And you have- are like busy. <laughs> That's amazing that you still have a sense of humor after all that overwhelm. Listen, it's a lot, but this has been so 
fun. I'm glad to get to know you, Tiffany. I didn't know you from before. And then Meredith, I became a fan of after we um, met in Chicago. And she was like, I just do a, oh, yeah, somebody else. So, yes, I do a Married at First Sight with <gasps> you as well. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. I love that show. Oh, are you into season 11 right now? Are you re- like, I haven't seen the season finale because I don't have like real I, cable. I don't it. have that because I don't have the, that station that whatever streaming that has it right now. I'm a season behind. Ah, you could buy the whole season though on Amazon prime. Okay. I will. For $24. Yeah, how much of a fan are you Meredith? $24? Well, I don't know, but I might be because I'd really love that show because the, the social dynamics of that show are insane like when they like literally marry a stranger there's a lot of questions you have like why the fuck do you marry a stranger and like what is what is going on right now and it's great I love it wait so is this another podcast angel or you know I wouldn't say it it's a podcast per se because we don't put it up on podcasting platforms but we're talking into podcast mics which is hilarious I was like why didn't we just uploads but it's uh it's actually it's a series we're creating outside of it it's called the bald and the beautiful so it's me it's my husband it's kev on stage and his wife and so we're going to be doing a bunch of things with each other so the married at first sight review is just one of them wow yeah that's a lot sorry i'm gonna go follow you everywhere including patreon i love uh, oh, supporting people who thank you. are worthy. So that's very cool. I wasn't trying to uh, wrap up Meredith I or take over. I just wanted no, to no. send people there because everybody's digging her. Yeah, Dave's, Dave, my husband is trying to leave to go golfing. So I was like, oh, can you no. not leave until we're done with the show? Maybe. Uh, but no, um, no, 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 no. I have a meeting. Yeah, have on, the, on the links, he has a meeting. Um, oh. That's nice. I know. It, it, he's retired. It's he can do whatever he wants. He's re- he's been retired for the past six months. Um, but yeah. But if you do nothing else after this podcast, please go follow Angel. She's hilarious. She's gen. She is a genuine person who is genuinely funny and witty AF. And um, we're big fans of of what you do. Thank Are you. you. Dave wants to know if you're a vegan. No, we did veganism for like a month. A month. Just they were at our systems, but no, we're like pescatarian. Pescatarian, so. which I keep trying to get my husband to go towards and he won't. We're vegans, but um, oh. I'd love to be a pescatarian because I love seafood. So what'd you say, Tiffany? I'm a cheesin. She's a cheesin. Yeah. She's, you're I a vegetarian. At all times. Yeah, I but you're it. a vegetarian. You don't eat meat, right? Well, I've been I've been trying to get back into the meat game. Oh, I've been sampling some peps, some pepperonis. What? That's how you jump back in there. With a You've been sampling pepperoni. Did you just say that? Like- <laughs> I've been sampling some peps, like, trying to get spicy. my body. Yeah, I don't know what the f I'm doing, dude. Don't ask me. Oh my god, I've been sampling some peps. Okay. All right. Well, make sure you go follow Angel everywhere that you can follow her. I have to go subscribe to every podcast that you have. And I can't wait to see these Married at First Sight. I don't watch The Bachelorette, but Married at First Sight is my jam. Oh, you have got to watch our reviews because we hold no bars, especially when you decide to watch the season 11. Okay. Uh, You'll be talking to the screen with us. You'll be like, yes. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel I feel like we definitely have a, a strong connection there because that mm-hmm. is a thing that I love very much. I scream at the TV anyway every time I watch the show. The kids are like, "Are you watching that married show again?" It's like, yes, yes. So, oh, all right. Well, everybody, it was great. Thank you for being with us. Uh, Hi, everybody. I love you. Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have no idea idea what what we're we're doing. doing. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.